You're listening to a Chirp Radio podcast. For more interviews and stories, visit chirpradio.org slash podcasts. Maritess Velasquez with Turf Radio, and I am here with Vanessa Briscoe-Hay from Pylon and the Pylon Reenactment Society. Well, hey, yes. I'm excited to be here in Chicago at the Beach Kitchen, and I look forward to hearing your band later. Yeah, full disclosure, my band's also playing tonight with their band, so I wanted to first just ask a little bit about the Pylon Reenactment Society. I know it's not Pylon, so what's the, can you just tell us about what's the difference and the story behind that? And sure. Um, Pylon had gotten together for the third time about uh, 2004, and, you know, we always considered it could only be Pylon if it were the four original members. He were me, Randy Buley, the guitarist, Michael Husky, the bass player, and Curtis Crowe, the drummer, and uh, would done some touring, we were starting to write some new music, and things were looking, you know, un, you know, like, we were just having fun with it. And Randy Buley suddenly died on February the 25th, 2009. Pylon couldn't go forward from that. So, you know, go forward a few years to, you know, 2014, um, there was an art exhibit put on in Athens called um, Art Rocks Athens, and it explored the connection between the art and music scene. The music scene in Athens really had its basis on the art scene mm-hmm. um, between the years 1975 to 1985. Uh, well, Jason E. Smith, um, he was guitarist for Pylon Reenactment Society. I've worked with him on a recording project I had called Super Cluster, which was just a way for me to write and record songs that weren't Pylon-type material. Mm-hmm. He came to me and he said, I'm in charge of doing um, the music for the series of events. Would you be willing to come and perform? And I said, sure, if you help me put a band together. And so uh, I decided that we should play Pylon because the uh, other bands uh, were, were, you know, they were playing um, music from that era, and I thought that Pylon should be represented. Mm-hmm. So um, Pylon, as a joke, the third time we were together because we had to learn all our material, had jokingly called ourselves the Pylon Historical Reenactment Society. <laughs> Um, because basically it was like we were learning covers of our own music. It had been so long since we'd performed. And I just shortened that. I called it the Pylon Reenactment Society. Just so people would know it's not Pylon, but it is Pylon music.
So I'm curious to learn more about Athens. It, it has such a legendary music and art scene. What what was it like? Like what what is it about that town that made it such an incubator for good music? Well, I think it goes back to the art school, and also um, there was a vegetarian restaurant there called the El Dorado, and. A lot of like-minded people just happened to move there and be there at the same time, and the, it just had its basis in the art scene. I had no plans on being a musician. It was mm -hmm. an art project. I was invited in it by you know um, Randy and Michael to come audition. Their whole premise originally was we're going to make a band, you know, as an art project. We're going to go to New York. Our whole goal is to get written up a New York rocker. And then we're going to come home and break up. <laughs> That's like, like a whole art project. From yeah, the performance yeah. Art thing from beginning and, and they didn't know what they were doing, and I didn't either. And, uh, but, you know, I think that maybe uh, made it more original, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. So what was it like auditioning? Like you, so you weren't planning on being a musician, but no, I how was, did you? I was just hanging around town. I'd graduated in 1978. And I was just there. I didn't know that uh, Michael and Randy were really doing this, and uh, Randy saw something in me I didn't know was there. Um, they'd audition like three or four guys, and none of them had worked out. They'd almost decided to use found sounds like they had a record that was called Teacher Parakeet to Talk. And they were using that for vocals, <laughs> saying over and over the same phrase like, hello, how are you? Hello, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And so he's like, no, no, that's not going to, let's ask Vanessa, let's just give it another try. And I went in there and there was a, a music stand and the original songs they'd already written lyrics for, and they were up in a music stand, and there was a microphone, and they were just like standing there waiting. So they played through a song, and I looked at the lyrics, and I just tried to make them fit somehow. Mm -hmm. And uh, so then they were like, "Well, thank you for coming by," and they didn't say anything. And I was like, "What just happened?" And. Uh, the next day they called me up, they said, we want you to come and play with us. So we started practicing and two weeks later we played our first show for a party. And then did you ever expect it to go beyond just being written up in the New York Rocker? You know, well, it's, it's really odd. It was a while before New York Rocker wrote about us and, and uh, then we ended up on their cover. But that very first show, there was a critic there from... Um, interview magazine huh? and he wrote about us and he really liked us and he said uh, they sound like they eat dub for breakfast and we were like what does that mean <laughs> so we wrote a song about it yeah called dub <laughs> nice. we did have no earthly idea what he was talking about
little bit about your your vocal style. I think it's so unique and interesting, and it's like percussive and abstract. Um, how did you come up with it? Like how did I just didn't you know honestly I didn't know what I was doing. I was just trying to make the words fit. Uh-huh. You know, like they might have a one thing that we're playing, and I had three or four words, so I might draw it out and. It might be a lot of words in a short space, and I try to cram it all in. What were some of your favorite bands growing up? I liked uh, a lot of things that were uh, maybe a little complicated back in the 70s. I liked prog rock mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, all that wizardry and stuff, and I liked jazz, and uh, I liked, uh, I love bands. It was like eating, um, chocolate or something, listening to some a band like the Spinners or, you know, I love R&B and Motown and Diana Ross and the Supremes and, you know, all, all that kind of stuff. I liked a lot of different things, not just one genre of music. Mm-hmm. And uh, then, uh, you know, the new music happened in the late 70s and, uh, of course, I'm you know, we were listening to at parties. We were buying records at the local record store and sharing them at parties and playing. If we like something, we keep flipping the same record over. And so, you know, heard things like Devo and Gang of Four and um, Talking Heads and, um, you know, just the Ramones. I love the Ramones. And you know, saw them in Atlanta. Those people didn't usually come to Athens. Yeah. So, but it's only 70 miles away, so a lot of us would just get in the car and drive to Atlanta and mm-hmm. go see the Ramones or whatever. So, I don't know. Everybody in the band, Paulana, uh, had kind of came from a slightly different place. Mm-hmm like different things. Different influences. Yeah. Um, and then it, it, you got to play with a lot of those bands that you listen to, right? Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Yeah, we did end up, um, the uh, B-52s were from Athens, and uh, they were um, friends of ours, and uh, when uh, the B-52s on the Talking Heads did their first national tour, they did it together. Um, it was just the two of them, but when they got to Atlanta, the B-52s had such a following that they split it up into two nights, the Talking Heads one night and the B-52s the next, and we got to open for both of them. Oh, cool. And uh, I know. <laughs> it's like thinking about it now, wow, how did that happen? I don't know. It's crazy. Well, they asked us. So, um, mm-hmm. Um, cool. Well, I think that's all I had. So it was so that's nice pretty to good. You. Yeah, You're a good you. interviewer. <laughs>